guys uh, i have got west here with me so he's a b2b saas uh, product led growth expert and uh, he's a consultant uh, in the same at cxl institute and he's a consultant uh, also at traffic is currency so yeah. so west can you give more information on like what what is product led growth and uh, what you do exactly Yeah, definitely. So product led growth is a topic I'm very passionate about. I'm writing an entire book about the entire topic. So to me, product led growth is a completely new way of growing your subscription business. Now there's two ways a lot of subscription businesses are growing. There's the traditional sales led. I mean, they these companies typically lead like with your demo offer and you have to go through this long winded sales process in order to actually to use the product but product led growth at its core is just try before you buy and it doesn't have to be a subscription service it could be costco you're trying samples before you actually buy the food and you see it in so many different ways even cologne or perfume you tried on before you actually buy it because that's how people actually like to buy stuff it's just taken a little bit longer for software companies to catch on but now it's the the preferred way people actually like to buy their product awesome that's interesting and uh, obviously i agree with that because if i have to invest my money into something in, in it might be anything it's like a software or it's any product or it's a, maybe a phone or i'm i'm getting i'll obviously going to have a trial version of it or maybe i'll ask uh, like for a demo or like a hands on the product before buying and then uh, it makes me easier to decide right or to compare between that's two fine. things and maybe decide what's best for me and what's best for my needs Uh, amazing and i think product led growth uh, focuses a lot on product qualified leads right so what can you can you tell us like what are product qualified leads and uh, how to de- determine a, a product qualified lead for your product like uh, for a, for a b2b saas product here in this case Yeah, definitely. So, I think in order to describe product qualified leads, it's almost easier to take a step back and just go with something everyone knows, like marketing qualified leads, for instance. Most people, especially in the SaaS space, they use marketing qualified leads and That's fine. I mean, it's a, a great first way to really start qualifying your traffic, understanding like who should you prioritize in your funnel. But the problem with marketing qualified leads is is really not too tuned into is this person actually interested in buying? For instance, if someone downloads your white paper, does that mean they really want to buy your product? In most cases it doesn't. And so once these people get bombarded with sales teams reaching out to them asking if they're interested in buying the product and they just wanted to read some more information about it, it's it's not exactly. really that's um buyer ready person. And so with product qualified leads it really kind of flips that whole journey on its head and it says, okay, from a marketing standpoint, we're not going to put as many of these barriers in the way of someone from actually signing up for the product and seeing the value on their own. And so typically most companies will create product qualified leads that as soon as someone experiences that value from the product, that is a, a product qualified lead. And so if it's a freemium model this could be a much longer process or even something like live chat software solutions this could be having 100 software 
uh, not software, but 100 conversations on your website with new buyers. That's something exciting. Once you get to that 100 conversations of people on your website, you really know that that person understands the value. And so when you come reaching out and saying like, hey, we'd love to help you get more value out of this product, that's a natural conversation to have. And that's something people are more than willing to have. And so product qualified leads convert way higher than marketing qualified leads ever did. And like most companies I work with for product qualified leads, they can convert anywhere from 20 to sometimes even as high as 40%. It really depends how you define it, but that is a, a very hot lead that you do want to follow up with. Yeah, that's that's entirely huge. So uh, let's let's do this. Like uh, you have worked with a lot of uh, companies, you just said. So which is that? Uh, so do do you know like any product or you which you admire a lot? Yeah. So in terms of products, I admire. I think I, I look at the product and I also look at the owner. So okay. one of my clients that I'm working with right now, what I think is just incredible about product-led okay. companies is the fact uh-huh. that it can be run by a small amount of people, churn out huge revenues. And yet this business owner, he runs a business that's just under a million, but he still has a full-time job. And (laughs) it's just this crazy concept that that's possible. You can build a million dollar business and still not be in the day-to-day selling, picking up the phone and trying to really convert everyone. It's like, no, this system you build with your free trial or your freemium model can convert people for you because you're just helping people get to that value and see that value proposition for themselves. There's no tricks here. It's just, you see it and you believe it after you try it. And then a lot of people actually end up converting on their own. So that to me is the most incredible part about product-led companies. It's the fact that that's even possible. And now that's not to say everyone who adopts the product-led model has to stay small. And you can really grow these businesses big. I mean, Slack and a lot of the more well-known companies, even like Dropbox, are testaments of this. You can take it to an infinite scale and become a unicorn if you really want to. But you also don't have to. You can build an incredible lifestyle. Right. And and any, any other company that uh, you admire, which you have not worked on? Like, for example, you mentioned Slack. So is, is that the company you admire? Uh, uh, like, who is killing it with product-led growth? So... Yeah, so a company that I really think is nailing some parts of their product-led growth strategy is ProfitWell. So it's Profit a well. premium product. When you sign up, uh, it's, okay. it's all free. You get really interesting stats on your subscription metrics. But what's uh-huh. great is how they right. use outcome-based value metrics. So for instance, if you go to their retain product, you will mm-hmm. see exactly how much money they can save you. And to me, that was just incredible seeing like, okay, if I sign up for profit well, retain, I am going to be making like, let's say an extra couple grand every month of people who just were about to churn, but now they don't. And so to me, that's something that is so powerful. And that's a lot of things combined into the whole product-led growth strategy. Like you really need to have your pricing locked down as well as they just integrated the free tool to really amplify what the paid tool is by feeding it all that information so that when you do go to the retained product landing page, it's it's just speaking miracles to you. (laughs) 
Huh, awesome. And and so so how, what do you think like how Profitwell is determining their product qualified leads? Like what what's your guess? So for that, I I'm probably not the best person to ask. I probably asked someone at their team, but uh, if I was to take a guess, I would say it's really based on revenue. And so a company like okay. Profitwell, they also have a service component with Price Intelligently, and right. that is more expensive than a lot of companies can handle. And so I guess if you get to a certain revenue point, maybe it's 1 million ARR or maybe it's 1 million MRR. I don't know. But that would be a really good indicator for them to say, okay, this person, if they did invest in this particular service or tool, they would get incredible results. And so if I was them, that's what I would do. Okay, that's interesting. I'm sure Patrick, uh, if he listens to this podcast, so he'll love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and and how do you think, like, uh, like a company like let's say Profitwell, for example, uh, is is uh, how did they determine that if their product is right for product-led growth? Like, uh, are there any steps or are there any guidelines uh, to follow, like in general, to determine if my product is building right for product-led growth? Yeah. And so whenever you're determining, like, is my product right for product-led growth? To me, it really depends on what is your market strategy. That's really the biggest factor. So let's say if you are trying to go up against HubSpot and HubSpot's like the dominant CRM marketing automation tool. It's, it's a lot of things. And so it's, it's behemoth in its own regard. And so if you're trying to go up against HubSpot, you could say, let's do a real estate CRM because HubSpot doesn't cover this very well. And we want to dominate this one niche. And you can do that. You can totally create a differentiated product that solves that need for that specific niche much better. But the problem with differentiated growth is the fact that it often is a little more complicated to use that tool. Now, because you're solving that person's problem, whoever's a real estate agent loves you more than HubSpot because you solve that problem way better. You can charge more. And so that's great. But a lot of people who are building differentiated products it's just really hard to use freemium. And a lot of times people think it's a good option, but it's not. And so if you lead with a freemium option, you have a very complicated tool with a very long time to value. Some of these tools could take months and months to actually see value. It's not the right fit. Just don't do it. Whereas a company that is like Netflix, that's going to take a very different approach. They're going to say, we want to be the like market leader. We want to be dominant in our industry. Now, if you want to be the, the top ace in your industry, you have to do two things very well. You need to have the best product and you also have to have pretty close to the lowest price. And so that's a really hard place to be because in that place, consumers love you. Consumers just want to like spend their money on you because you have the best solution and the best price. That's a very hard position right. to hold. And so if you want to go that route, you have to have one of the most efficient customer acquisition models out there. And so you'll typically find companies using that freemium model, free trial, but you will not usually see people who hold and maintain that position, have a sales led strategy, because that is very intense for you to or capital intensive to you to hold that position because it's just like every dollar you spend trying to sell your product, that's, that's something consumers pay. And that definitely doesn't translate to product value. And then on the other one, the third option is just um, disruptive growth. 
And so a lot of people think that a lot of SaaS companies are very disruptive and I'd actually argue most of them aren't. So companies that are disruptive actually do the job worse than the competition, but they do it for much, much less than a lot of other people. And so you can think of this in comparison to um, Microsoft Word, to Google Docs. I mean, which one are we using today? (laughs) And most people are using Google Docs. And if we think of Photoshop, Adobe Photoshop, like billion dollar company, Adobe, and then there's Canva, very nimble. They focus on a couple things. They really make it super easy for you to do social media graphics and a bunch of other graphics. And it does a fraction, and I mean a fraction of what Adobe does, but it does it so much better in a much quicker way, in a much different way. And so if you're using a disruptive growth strategy, yeah, definitely think freemium because you have a razor thin margin and you need to get a lot of people into your product in order for that model to work. And so and typically if you're disruptive, yes, yeah, same thing, freemium or free trial, but you got to keep that customer acquisition cost down. So typically that's um, part of the, the framework I go through in just helping companies decide like whether it's free trial or freemium or even sales led approach. There's nothing wrong with that in some specific cases like differentiated growth. So that's the, at least the tip of the iceberg, what I start with. Interesting. And uh, that gets me to my last question is like, how can a B2B SaaS company implement uh, product-led growth in your business? Like what, what are some strategies to follow in brief? Yeah. So I think it's totally worth calling out a lot of B2B SaaS companies that have a free trial are not product-led. And I have been at these companies where they have a free trial. It's got the appearance that it's a product-led business. But whenever you sign up for that free trial, they do nothing to help you. And they just call you. And that is a sales-led business trying to be a product-led company and failing at it. And that user really doesn't like that experience because you have a very complicated product and it's hard for them to actually see value. And oftentimes, what's the sad part is a lot of these people just have a very bad first impression. They don't get it. They don't understand it. And they never come back. Intercom actually has this stat which says 40 to 60% of people who sign up for your product will visit it once and never come back. And so that's just crazy. You think about it bonkers. You're throwing, like lighting half your marketing spend on fire is going to just waste because all these people go there, they never come back. Okay, interesting. Like, uh, can, you, uh, can you give me like a link to that study where you read about, read about that 40 to 60% uh, like people who sign up never come back of uh, yeah. like by Intercom and maybe I'll like, uh, put it in the link in the description below because I'm sure like people would be uh, interested to read the whole story out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So thank you, Wes, for showing up and thanks for your time. Yeah, for sure. So if anyone wants to find out a little bit more about product-led growth, and what I'm up to, you can go to trafficiscurrency.com. Okay. So trafficiscurrency.com, guys. Uh, I'll put up a link in the description and you can check it out. Perfect. All right. Thanks for having me.